Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Koslowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. And same applies to any professional who may appear on the Light, the Fight podcast. Welcome to the OG Therapy. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of OG Therapy here on Light the Fight Podcast. As always, I'm your host, David. And in these episodes, I'm giving you some behind the scenes stories and information from my private practice and years working in mental health therapy with families, teens, young adults, and all sorts of people in all sorts of situations. Today's episode is more specifically for young women, teenagers, 20-year-olds, or basically any person out there, any woman out there that's trying to navigate the dating waters and finds yourself not quite being where you want to be. Now, some of you that will be listening to this episode have gone through multiple breakups. Maybe even you've gotten married or been engaged. And some of you may be just starting in the, in the dating world, maybe just a younger teenager and you're kind of coming up and you're starting to know what you like, know what you don't like. Or at least know what you're attracted to. I think when you're younger, that that kind of is the first thing that comes about is you start to know, okay, I'm attracted to this type of person. But usually it takes a little bit more life experience and a little bit more knowledge and information and growth as you, a young woman, or even if you're in your 20s, it takes a little bit more time to develop not just what you like, but how to have a healthy relationship. I love it when young people come to me and they say they would like to date. And they don't necessarily want to get into committed relationship. I think that's, I think that makes a lot of sense. However, when a young person comes to me and tells me, hey, I don't want to date. I want to be single for a while because I had my heart broken. And since I had my heart broken and that was not fun, my brain's telling me avoid having your heart broken again. So the only way to make sure you don't get your heart broken is you remove yourself from the dating circuit and you don't put yourself out there at all. Now, for a short period of time, and for some people, I think that's you know good advice that they should take some time off and be single. But I don't think it's necessarily great advice if you want to get better at dating and figure out what you want in a relationship to avoid it altogether. Abstinence from dating, not being open to date, that's not necessarily going to make you better at something that you're fearful of. In fact, if you're fearful of something, but it's something that you ultimately want and something in the long term that you'd like to do. Yeah, you don't have to go out there and try to date nonstop and be on the a dating circuit where you're constantly swiping right, looking for people. But you also don't want to put yourself in a situation where you're making yourself uninviting. You're not open to the idea. You're so fearful that you get hurt again that you have to protect yourself by not even entertaining the thought of dating someone else. So to protect yourself in a different way, I would like you to be educated, competent, and have some OG type knowledge to take to you out in dating situations so that you don't get hurt again or you don't go through unnecessary hurt and pain in a relationship. Usually unnecessary hurt and pain is when someone knows the relationship is not working for them. They know it's not a good relationship, but for a couple reasons, maybe one or two reasons, they stay anyways, long past the expiration date of the relationship. So I'm going to share with you a couple different types of guys that I've had to help girls and young adults and 
full, fully grown adults that have been married and divorced. I'm going to explain a couple different types of guys that I want to give a fair warning for all you young women out there. Many of you may have heard of the first type of guy. Now, just so you know, I'm about to use a potty word. I wish there was another way to describe this type of guy. And moms, people out there listening to this, you know, sometimes curse words do really help you get the full message. Now, this is not a curse word that I invented. This is not something that I came up with, but it is the name altogether. So just so you guys know, if any of you are not a fond of cursing, my producer, Brandon, is going to bleep it out or at least the curse word out. So I will say it because to not say the curse word would sound really funny. So I'm just going to say it. Hopefully you guys will forgive me. I'm not Catholic, but if you are, hopefully that gives me some forgiveness. So the first type of boy, or this could turn into a guy, we'll talk about that in a moment, is called a boy. Now you probably saw my lips, so you probably figured out what I just said, but I didn't make it up. It's a very real thing. So here, I'm going to share you a couple definitions of this type of creature to look out for. And when I say creature, it is a creature lurking in the dark. You should be wary of this type of a guy. And in the definition, I think you'll probably realize that you know some of these. Maybe you've even dated one of these or you're fearful of your daughter or someone you care about dating one of these people. Okay. It says, a f boy in definition is a boy who plays with girls' feelings and doesn't really like them and would do say anything a girl wants to hear to have sex with them or to get something they want. There's another definition I like of this is um, this boy is a full-on narcissist has full-on narcissistic behavior. He will hunt for prey that he knows he can manipulate because that prey she is naive and likes the boy enough to let him treat her with total carelessness of her feelings. He won't give her any validation of what his intentions are. Now, let's talk about this for a second. This type of guy is out there. In fact, I believe in today's 2022 world with social media and all the different avenues that someone can create narcissistic behaviors and tendencies, I believe that we do not have a shortage of boys in this world. In fact, I think that if you close your eyes, someone spun you around in a circle and you took a rock and he threw it in any direction, it may bounce and hit a couple different boys. That's right. I think there's so many of them out there that it's not hard to find. So I'm telling you, so you can tell your daughters what to look for to be careful with and to know whether you're in a relationship with someone that's exhibiting boy behavior. Okay. First thing I want you to tell your daughters, and well, you don't have to tell them. They're going to be listening to this episode because you're going to forward it to them. First thing I want you girls to know out there when you're dating someone, you want to look for a nice guy, right? Everyone says nice guys finish last, but ultimately you want a guy who doesn't treat you mean. And boys in the beginning of the relationship or when they're trying to talk to you, like the definition says, they may know just what to say. They may have a keen sense of pointing out, hmm, that girl is doing something to try to accentuate her beauty in this one area. So he's going to make it sound like you have the best hair. Let's say if he notices your hair is always on point, he's like, oh, girl, look at you with that hair. Oh, yeah, your hair's on point. This and that. He's going to go after all the superficial things that are compliments that's going to make you feel, huh? 
wait, someone noticed me? Now, a lot of guys will actually notice those things about you. But a lot of boys, especially in their teen years and even sometimes in adulthood, it's not really their personality to just boisterously exclaim how beautiful you are. And oh my gosh, look at you girl. And oh my gosh, you're so sexy. You're so beautiful. And really just highlight all these things about your physical attributes that they like. Now, these types of guys, they become masters by watching other guys do this. They, they have to learn it from somewhere or maybe watching people online that do this and they follow their behavior. But these guys learn that if they go after girls that are in a vulnerable situation, maybe a girl who is beautiful in her own right, but they start to sense that this girl has some unfinished business. There's something she's unsure about. It could be maybe she never had a relationship with her dad. Maybe she has a bad relationship with her dad. So it's maybe in one situation, you know, the, the dad's not present. Maybe another situation, the dad's just a jerk. Now, this guy is not going to know this right off the bat, but he'll notice certain nuances and certain movements and certain ways that the girl acts. She may blush a lot when he gives her a compliment about how great her body looks or he, she may get a little too excited or, and take the compliment too much to her head when she hears the guy saying all these things about the way she looks and the way, you know, he can't stop thinking about her. It's, it's almost like a fire hose of compliments and a fire hose of attention. Now, in a typical dating situation, if you're dating a guy and let's say you go on a date or you meet him through friends, you hang out and you flirt a little bit and you're like, well, I kind of like him. And, you know, and the guy's like obviously showing that he likes a girl and says, hey, would you like to go out and hang out? Sweet. You guys go out and hang out. That's pretty normal. And in that span of maybe dating over a couple weeks, you know, maybe you kiss, maybe you have, you know, a couple moments and it's gradually happening. Compliments are coming. Hey, just want to tell you, I'm thinking about you in the morning, right? Those are all normal. That's not what this type of guy does. This type of guy, he's got to close the deal and close it fast. This guy is all about in and out. He's got to make sure that he gets you to like him right away. In fact, boys do not like to wait. So girls, if you're listening to this or now that you're listening to this, I want you to think about it. Is the guy that you're interested in or is the guy that you're like feeling that maybe he may not be the type of guy that you thought he was? Maybe he was super smooth and talking and gave you all these right compliments and just really made you feel so secure about yourself. Maybe he has this anxiety and this pressure where he has to be intimate with you very quickly. He has to get you to, to know that he's the guy for you, like always bringing you flowers or, or maybe just saying all the right things or sending you gifts and memes and all these things just to flood you with attention and get you all giddy, giddy. If this is happening in an excess, imagine it's like trying to drink out of a fire hose. You can't drink out of a fire hose. The reason why people use that analogy is because it's too much at once. But the thing about it is when someone's giving you compliments, you like it. When someone's giving you a ton of compliments at once and is trying to advance an intimate relationship with you because they're not called boys because they don't want to be intimate with you. They're called that because that is that drive. Like it said in the one definition, they look at you like prey. And like any good hunter, they have to set traps. They have to lead their prey or follow their prey and stalk their prey for a while until they get in a position where now the prey needs them and becomes dependent 
upon all those compliments and all those things, all those things that they were doing in the beginning to get you to like him. So be cautious of lots of compliments, intense intention, always trying to get you to feel like you're amazing. I'm not saying giving you compliments is bad. Remember, I'm saying where it's so intense, you ask yourself, wow, like, oh my gosh, like I've never had a guy give me this much attention. I've never had someone like just shower me with all this amazing, sometimes it could be gifts, sometimes it could be things like that, but they have to close the deal fast. Tons of attention, trying to... If you feel like you're being sold something, usually it's like he wants you to find him attractive. He wants you to really dote in him and tell him how great he is. Or he wants to get you alone from all your friends, family members, and he wants you just by himself. Those are the things you need to watch out for, at least a couple of the first things. Now, something else that I want you to watch out for is when you're communicating or when one of these types of guys is trying to get you to communicate with them. If you stall them out and you don't give them what they want right when they want it, you will usually see they disappear because they're not in it for the long haul. They're in it for the short game. Their ego can't handle you not liking them after they've dumped all that time and intention into you. It does not work for them. See, these are narcissists in training. For the teenage boys that I know personally, and the ones that, you know, I'm helping, you know, teenage girls that I'm counseling with, for those types of guys, I know that they already are manifesting lots of narcissistic behavior. And people that are narcissists, without getting too much into that diagnosis, people that are full-blown narcissists, which by the way, I would never diagnose a teenager as a narcissist because their personality development isn't complete. So for all the teen boys out there, I'm hoping that in this situation, they will be able to still evolve and change out of this. But usually the teen boys, they have this personality inside of them and they've been watching some guys who are horrible examples of treating women well. They do not treat women well. So another thing I want you to do is you're a girl. So first, I want you to stall them out. Take your time if you're not really sure if they're a boy or not, but you kind of have a little red flag. Maybe you heard some people talk about him oh, he's only a player, he's only wanting one thing, or, you know, he's just buttering you up, you know, he's really not, you know, that into you. He does that to everybody. So you stall them out, that's one thing. But also another thing that works is you actually don't give them attention back. Now, the reason why I say you don't give them attention back is if someone's really showering you with attention, you could almost use, like, light humor, like... Oh, thank you. I I appreciate all the attention. I appreciate all the compliments. However, come on. Like, I don't know. No one knows that they love someone after meeting them after a day. Because you'll hear guys that are boys say things like, I don't know. There's something about you. I just, you're different. Like, I can't stop thinking about you. Like, I'm just so in love with you. I had dreams about you last night. This is not a fairy tale romance. This is not one of those situations where... This young man already has his mind made up. He knows that you're the right woman for him. No, he's just saying some outlandish, crazy things that get your attention. Now, the last thing that boys do, this is the biggest thing that you should be worried about, is they will use a lot of sexual direct comments. Sometimes it's sexual innuendos, which is like they'll hint to sexual things. But all the boys I've counseled throughout the years... And all the boys that I know and that I'm talking to young women about, 
okay, I shouldn't say all of them, the majority of them, 95% of them have a serious issue with objectifying women. In fact, I'd go as far as saying at least nine out of 10 of them have serious pornography or sexual issues. If you're being hit on or someone's trying to talk to you or date you that has really bad sexual issues, specifically pornographic issues, you're going to find out really quickly that the conversation has to go sexual because they try to push it there. They're trying to do what's called a heat check. They will check to see how you respond to every sexual comment. So some of the biggest uh, ones that I've seen throughout the years is guys will go on a date with a girl, they'll talk to a girl, and they quickly start to make comments like this. It's like, hey, you know, how you doing? Oh, sorry, I sorry, I tripped over my feet right there. You know, I, I wear a size 14 shoe. <laughs> or they'll go to shake your hand. They say, sorry, you know, sorry, you know, I know my hands are really big. You know what they say about guys with big hands, right? You don't even have to know them that long. They're automatically saying stuff about them, trying to get you to be curious about them. And then they'll say wild things. In fact, there's a lot of YouTube videos out there about F-boys that F-boys have a tendency to say the most outlandish things. So if a guy trying to hit on a girl just makes the most outlandish thing, like he just says out loud, like, man, you have a great whatever. Man, I'd love to smack your whatever, squeeze your whatever. It's like so shocking because most guys wouldn't say something like that to a girl that they've never met before or they don't really know that well to have that. That's something that maybe if you're dating someone for a while or maybe you're close friends with someone and you know they're joking. So what happens is that type of comment is thrown out so fast, so intense that it shocks and catches people off guard. But what happens is the girls who are like, wait a second. What did you just say to me? And, just, and that are turned off by it immediately turn a cold shoulder and like give the guy like whatever and they move away from him. The other girls that sit there and freeze and don't know how to respond and like, wow, this is really awkward. Then the F boy, he will say, oh, I've got a live one. This girl didn't run away. She's unsure how to respond or how to act to my crazy comment. So now I'm going to push it further. Some girls, when they're uncomfortable, you know, when they're attractive, when they're attracted to a guy and they're uncomfortable in the social dating situation and they don't really know what to say. And especially when a guy throws some crazy stuff out there, they kind of freeze and they'll laugh. <laughs> they'll kind of go along with the joke. They don't really necessarily mean that they want to do those things or want to allow that guy to do that to them. They're just trying to play it cool. They don't want to act like a prude. They don't want to act like they're going to freak out about it. That right there, boop, 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 puts you on the F-boy's radar. The next thing that they're also looking for, if a girl responds back with her own sexual innuendo comment, now they're like, okay, now it's on. Now I got a girl that she knows that if she responds back sexually, that I'm going to like that. Now, a lot of the girls I've talked to that have admitted to me that they will flirt sexually with guys, they like the excitement, they like this and that. Now, I'm not saying that some of them wouldn't go and do those things, but usually when that happens, they've been used to being objectified most of their life. Maybe they've had bad experiences in their youth. Maybe they, f they figured that, hey, you know, the only way I can get a guy to like me is through my beauty and my sexuality. 
to those girls, obviously, I want to help them with that. I don't want them to feel like their worth comes through simply their sexuality and their beauty. I want them to see that their worth comes from lots of different types of things. But if a girl is dating a guy who's constantly or is constantly dating guys who are obviously looking for that sexual connection, that intimacy, and just to have control of that girl in one shape or another, then those are girls that have some personal things that they still got to work out in their life. I don't think it's likely that a girl is going to figure out, you know, why exactly she start dating guys that are not good for her or that make her feel objectified and cheap. I don't think they're going to find that while they're dating or while they're in one of those relationships. They're going to find it outside of that relationship. Hence the reason why I want to do this video to help educate the young women out there that when you're being approached by one of these guys, when you're um, you know, being hit on, or if you're in a relationship with one of these guys in some way, shape, or form, maybe you're one of four or five girls, you know that he's got other girls, you know you're not the only one, and you're angry and upset, and you're trying to get him to admit that he's a player and all these things, maybe your time and efforts could be used a whole lot better in a different way and in a different direction. Maybe it could be used to be more honest with yourself. So that was the last thing I wanted to suggest. Honesty by asking other people to weigh in about your relationship with this guy. If you keep these types of men in your life a secret because you're ashamed, because you know what your family and your friends will say if they found out you're dating them, or if you're trying to tell your family and friends, no, he's a really good guy, and they're looking at everything going, this guy looks like he's kind of a player, you know, I, I've had a lot of girls say that, you know, I thought he was great. And then when we broke up, a bunch of my girlfriends told me how many times this guy I was dating was hitting on them and trying to get with them. And a couple of times these girls were say things like, how come my friends didn't tell me? And they tried to hint to her. They were trying to give her the idea that, hey man, this guy isn't right for you. This guy isn't right for you. But they also knew that until he actually did something, you know, there's not much they could do about it because this girl was you know, really, you know, devoted to the relationship or trying to make the relationship work. One other thing that I think it's important to mention, and I brought this up in the very beginning, is a lot of girls, a lot of women will have real daddy relationship struggles. Whether the dad wasn't present or wasn't a good dad or neither gave you the validation that you were looking for. If you have a strained relationship with a father figure or not having or never had a father figure in your life, that could be something that's called unfinished business. In case you're wondering what unfinished business is, I will explain to you. It's a psychological term that refers to a young child that when they were younger, they didn't get something from one of their parents. It, usually it's revolving around some sort of love or nurturing, some sort of act of love. So in this case, when I'm talking with younger girls or like women in general, they're having issues with dating. They tend to have a habit of dating this type of guy. They may, the guy may look different in every person they date, but they end up kind of having a lot of similar personality traits. Sometimes this can be related to this girl has a lot of unfinished business with her father. Now, a lot of people have different father situations if you're adopted like me, but the traditional typical mom-dad type of marriage relationship, if a daughter is left not having uh, a good close relationship with her dad, if a daughter didn't have her dad around, maybe the dad was just absent or if she was just had a bad dad, he treated her bad, didn't give her the love and the validation she deserved. There's this hole inside the girl and she's looking 
for something to fill that hole. And what better to fill that hole than another guy that reminds her of her dad. Now, reminding, if a girl is reminded of her dad, it doesn't necessarily mean the guy looks just like her dad, may not even have a lot of the same things in common as her dad, but the way he leaves her feeling, meaning he gives her one thing but withholds something else. There's something lacking there. Now, when a girl finds herself dating these types of guys, that is unfinished business because she's hoping, subconsciously, of course, she doesn't consciously know she's doing this, that if she can get this guy to love her, then somehow that will replace the lack of love or not getting love from her father. Unfortunately, it doesn't usually work out this way. In fact, you don't have to have someone that reminds you or treats you as bad as your, you know, your dad and get them to love you for you to be lovable. In fact, usually when your dad doesn't love you, yeah, that's scarring. That can be damaging to a lot of women out there. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you got to get with someone like him to feel like you're good enough. In fact, usually the opposite is necessary. To learn from what you didn't get from him instead of seeking out how to fulfill that lack of love by someone who's like him. Now, I can go on and on about unfinished business, but I think you guys get the point. So be very careful that if you're in a dating situation that you don't forget about unfinished business. Keep it at your forefront of your mind and ask yourself those questions. Am I trying to be with this guy because in some way I'm hoping it will make me look stronger, more competent, more lovable, more capable? And if you're honest with yourself and if you ask yourself those questions and you sit there and contemplate about it and think deeply about it, maybe if you're in a meditation or yoga or something like that and you do some other practices and you really contemplate about this, I don't know exactly what you'd come up with, but you may find some truths in there that help you realize that maybe dating this guy and trying to make this relationship work isn't really about this being the right relationship for you. Maybe it's about something subconscious and much deeper that has been lurking that's called unfinished business. So just to give you guys a quick little review of this video, if you have a guy that you're dating, showering you with tons of compliments, constantly giving you all the attention in the whole entire world and being super assertive and super aggressive about it, ding, 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 that should be a warning sign because it's not typical. It's not organic. It's not natural. It's not normal. Second of all, if you have a guy that wants to get very sexual in his conversations and his flirtation is not like the typical flirting, like you're batting eyes, you're maybe bumping each other, you're teasing each other a little bit. If the flirting really becomes intimate and sexual very fast, very quickly, there's a high probability that this guy has some sexual issues. I don't know any other way to say it. If they're addicted to pornography, I'm not saying that they're a horrible guy and they deserve to go to jail or prison. I am saying, though, it may not be the ideal situation for a relationship that you want to get into. Now, I know lots of guys have great relationships that struggled really bad with pornography, but you know what all those guys have in common that have good relationships now and they struggle with pornography in the past? They did something to get over the struggles. They didn't hide from them. They didn't pretend in, in the name of, you know, being the best and being really narcissistic and confident and pretend that that wasn't an issue. They worked on them. It caused problems in their life. And so now they're, because, they're better because they've worked on those problems. You don't want to be a young woman out there dating a guy with an active sexual issue. Trust me, relationships are hard enough. Don't want to add that into the relationship. Also, too, remember to slow things down. These guys are absolute hunters and predators, and it's all about the kill. How can I get this girl? 
If you slow things down and you're not quick to give them all the attention back in return that they want, if you're not dating them immediately, if you're not kissing them and being intimate with them immediately and you're slowing things down, it's not likely that they're going to keep up that same level of intensity to try to get your attention. They'll move on to someone else. And if they move on to someone else and you start to get a lack of that attention and you start to feel heartbroken and, and miss all that attention you're getting, well, then that should be a sign to you that you have some unfinished business inside of you that you need to work on. You may be listening to this and maybe the unfinished business isn't necessarily you had a bad relationship with your dad. Maybe it's some insecurities that you've been avoiding dealing with and you haven't really thought about how you're going to get through them. You just be like, I'm going to just keep on dating. I'm going to keep on figuring things out by just moving forward. This may be a, a call to action for you if you're feeling this, this loss of this attention. If you feel like this, this, this drug that comes from the attention that this guy gives you, you should ask yourself, where is this coming from? Why am I feeling this way? And most importantly, is this right for me? Or am I just attracted to something that seems like it's right for me? Another thing, be honest with your family, your friends. Take their suggestions. Ask them for their suggestions. If your family and friends criticize your relationships in the past, if they um, comment about how all the guys you've dated are really bad, you're not as likely going to want to open up a can of more concern for them and give them a bunch more information about a guy you're dating. However, if you go to them and say, hey, listen, I don't need you to make fun of me. I don't need you to mock me. Seriously, what are some of your concerns about this guy? Tell them you know, some honest truths about how you've been feeling. Not in a way that they need to save you, just that you want to have an honest conversation. A lot of young women and older women too, they will tell me how they'll talk to their girlfriends and vent and complain and break down and cry and their girlfriend's like, you don't need him and they go into support you and protect you mode. But when you go back to the guy and you keep on going back to him after all the times he makes you feel that way, eventually your girlfriends don't want to hear it anymore. People get tired of it and you kind of get alone feeling that being with this guy or having your friends it's like a choice to be made. I don't think that's a very difficult choice. If all your friends are telling you some, some worries or concerns, and if you're honest with yourself, I think you'll be able to make the right decision for what's best for you and your relationship. So now that I made a really good case and argument for you to avoid boys at all costs, there's another type of guy that it's not as dangerous as a boy, but these are the type of guys that you could be stuck trying to save in a relationship. And this is the distant guy. If you want to know what the distant guy is about or how to avoid him, go over to our Patreon channel. That's www.patreon.com backslash light the fight. It's spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. If you're not familiar with Patreon, just go check it out. It's a paywall. You pay $5 a month and you get a bonus extra episode every single week, at least a bonus episode every single week. And you also get to ask me questions and I'm active on Patreon. I'm not really active on Instagram. So if you want to know more about the distant guy, what to do to avoid him, go visit us on Patreon. And to give you a little bit of a hint, these are the types of guys that don't share their emotions. They stonewall. And so therefore, they're really bad at being there for you when you're having your emotions. Because it's hard to give someone something that you don't have to give. So as always, you guys, thank you for visiting us here at Light the Fight. Thank you especially for following us here with this new episode. It's called OG Therapy. If you have any questions or 
Any scenarios or situations that you'd like me to comment on, tell some stories about clients to help you learn how to navigate your life and your relationships, please submit them in the DMs. Submit them to Light the Fight podcast. And until next time, thank you for helping us to light the fight.